Hey guys, so welcome back. I actually have a special treat for you guys today. Um, if you looked at the timestamp, then you'll see that the whole entire episode is like roughly an hour. And that's because I actually had the chance to interview two people who live in El Salvador, thanks to a friend of mine who contacted her family members in El Salvador for us to discuss a few topics. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. You go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm Dimas, and I, I'm 17 years old, and, uh, well, I don't know what else to say, but I recently ended high school, and, well, here I am. Well, I am Flor Flores, and I have, a, I am 22 years old, and I currently waiting to get my degree in uh, to be a lawyer uh, basically uh, I think we basically uh, come here to talk because uh, some of the people that are outside of El Salvador uh, the only thing they know is what they hear in the news and and something but they don't know exactly what we are living so it were we are actually happening in inside the country, so it's important to people to actually know or get to hear what actually is happening inside, because it's not the same. Just receiving the message that they are trying to give, because it's totally different, the reality that we are actually living or that we are basically suffering. Um, yes, that's um, exactly why I... I'm excited to have you both on here. Um, so I first want to start off with like a little bit of the history between the relationship of the United States and El Salvador. Um, obviously, the things that the United States did in El Salvador during the 1980s with President Reagan and wanting to ensure that um, communism wasn't wouldn't spread into the Americas resulted in a very fascist state in El Salvador and bloodshed that greatly affected your country and eventually led to it being run by gangs and just bloodshed being spilled for the next couple of decades. You guys were obviously born um, after the dismantling of that government and were growing up in the development of your current democracy. Um, how has that been for you guys, seeing the way in which your government has sort of changed between, I guess, the 90s, the 2000s, and currently? Uh, well, it, since I, well, I know about this because I like history. So, well, in the 80s, well, the situation, we were in a civil war, so it was very, very difficult for everybody. Uh, but the thing was that the United States, they, as you said, they wanted to communism to to, to not become like the ideology in in Latin America because we were too near to them. So uh, the the thing was that that the United States supported the right wing parties and presidents and and governments mm -hmm. because they thought that was the the like. The most thing, the, the thing that was most closely to to capitalism, to what they were preaching. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, the right wing here was like very bad. They mm -hmm. made tortures. They they didn't wanted people to speak freely to to have freedom. And and basically, it, this was what originated the war. And mm -hmm. after that, well, many people became like. They they didn't have their families because many of their their parents their their brothers sisters they died in the war because the majority of the victims they weren't like uh, soldiers or or the ones that were fighting for the guerrilla uh, they were normal people like you and me and they were like normal completely normal and they suffered and they died so mm -hmm. many of these children became like. Uh, they went to the United States because of the war. And in the United States, well, they it, it originated the gangs from another countries 
and they, they created like Mara Salvatrucha and Barrio 18, which mm -hmm. originated in Los Angeles. And, mm -hmm. and well, these people, they came then deported from the United States and they spread the, the gang culture in El Salvador. So many young kids, uh, well, this country was for, for poor people, it's very difficult to get out of poverty. And, mm -hmm. and in that time was even more difficult. So uh, these kids, like the thing that, that made them feel like powerful uh, was gangs, was the most close thing they had to power. And well, that created a huge violence in our country. Well, maybe you know, <laughs> we are yeah. known because of our violence. And that was, I have never experienced because I don't live in that, that areas, but I know mm -hmm. that people suffer because of gangs. And, mm -hmm. and I've known people that they have suffered because of this. And this has been a lot in the support of, in indirect support of the United States because, uh, well, they supported many governments after the war. They were democratic, yes, but very corrupt. So, and many of this money was destined, the destiny was for, well, uh, to to stop uh, violence in, in, in El Salvador because that was like big, it is still a big problem. Mm -hmm. And and these governments, well, the United States knew that these governments were corrupt because they they investigate them and they mm -hmm. didn't care. And these people just stole the money from the governments, and they are still living like peacefully in our country. Many of them are very old. They have lived long lives, good lives, because of this money that the United States sended. And well, violence spread uh, all across the country, creating like huge, uh, creating huge uh, dif difficulties for the living of normal people. And and well, these these politicians were supported by the United States right and left wing, mm -hmm. and. The, the plans for uh, the anti-violence plans were they never worked, and they have the, now it, there is uh, that now there is a, like an actual like violence anti-violence plan that is called a plan de control territorial, which is has been very famous because it is. Suppose that it has been the one, the thing that has cured like the violence, as it mm -hmm. was in the past. But really, the the what we know is that the government is is controlling the numbers of the deaths, and and that has been like people think it's it's safe, it's safer now, but mm -hmm. it's not really that safe. It's so it's, it's just you know, so is it the difference true, is then? just that they. Sorry, like I remember reading that there was one day that was very celebrated in El Salvador for being literally the only day that there wasn't any reported deaths in El Salvador. Are you saying that um, after the creation of this plan, that those numbers were just fabricated, like that day might have actually been real? In a way, they, they are fabricated. Maybe it's not that they are completely false in the sense that it's, it's still as dangerous as it was before. But the thing is that they fabricate the numbers and at the, at to extent that they exaggerate the numbers, meaning that they have they make reports that 41 days it was the month, 41 days with, without homicides. And yeah. it was it wasn't true truth and it was like uh, the biggest lie because then a few days later they come to news that where with uh i think it was a psychopath that it was in the in the police mm -hmm. uh, they an ex-policeman uh killed like 41 or 54 i don't remember the exact numbers but in that in that space of a time so there you see that you can like <laughs> physically see that those numbers aren't 
correct or are exaggerated that should they just bombard then they just bombard you with uh, publicity basically that saying that it's more secure uh, the military is all over the streets and mm -hmm. it's kind of scary when you're here because we are young people we never lived through the war and when you're uh, Like when you go in your car or when you're walking, you see uh, the military around the corner everywhere. So it's kind of like scary because you know the actual climate, pol political climate that you have right now. So it's kind of like, is it really for secure you or, or if it's really for secure, like uh, the, the beliefs or the politics that the presidents try to, to sell you? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I, I think it's completely false that they, we don't have homicides, but because it's, it's impossible. You, you came from a place that there were hundreds of homicides daily, and then you have zero in a really short time, a short span of, a span of time. It's mm -hmm. kind of unrealistic. Yeah. So you cannot, and again, this statistic, it's kind of like difficult to, say a real number they always are like an estimate of the yeah. most realistic that you can get but it's it's kind of like difficult because when you get that that news that one single person one killed 41 or 54 or whatever the number was people in a span in the time lapse that that those news that zero homicides you get the the idea that maybe it's not just that person killing it maybe are more people that we don't know of so it's just that they aren't saying you because they don't want you to know same thing with the the people that got infected with the covid they hide the numbers or they in in that in that case it doesn't have anything to do that with the with the killing but mm -hmm. they increment the num they they increase the numbers here with the people infected with covid just to keep the narrative that the president was was having at that time so there you got the then you got the idea that he is just selling you things to make it in his favor basically so it's mm -hmm. kind of like sad to know that but it's you you have to accept it it's may maybe it's It's more secure now, but mm. it, it isn't how they sell it to you. So when you say that the government increased the numbers of COVID, are you saying that they increased the number of infections and then like... Yeah. Because they increased the number of infections, they also increased the number of people that were no longer infected? It, they, uh, in a period of time in the quarantine, they, I think it, it was when we have... Uh, Public. Like it, it was mandatory quarantine. So mm -hmm. basically, uh, uh, he wanted to like reinforce the idea in the public that it was good. It was the best idea to have a really long quarantine. So he mm -hmm. increased the number, saying like, "Oh, hey, it's really dangerous to go outside because uh, the people mm -hmm. infected is more, and you can get infected." and and gotcha. whatnot then when it was better or it was like more appropriate appropriate for his narrative to in decrease the numbers the the people that it was infected they decrease like in an immense amount so right now they don't tell you the real numbers of the people infected because you go to the hospital and they say mm -hmm. you there are a lot of people infected and then you yeah. see the news and they aren't so it's like a discrepancy i think it's called yeah it's, it's oh so it's a discrepancy in the numbers and the reality because they always are trying to follow the narrative that the president is trying to trying to you to get to follow so because the news get not just inside it goes to the international news or whatever and everyone mm -hmm. thinks that is El Salvador is super great uh, they don't have mm -hmm. COVID anymore or they don't have homicides it's like you're living in a, in a first world country when we are not he's trying to sell you that that idea that Salvador is like I don't know how to say it, but it's the, that the El Salvador is a new American dream per se mm -hmm. 
because we, people from El Salvador try to leave to the United States to live in a place more secure, more, more like they can have more opportunities, opportunities in every sense. So now he's trying to sell that idea that El Salvador is the new American dream or better again, then again, the new Salvadorian dream that you have to inspire and that maybe he's trying to sell that to the community of international people to, to get to come here. I don't know why, why, why he's doing that, but that is what he's doing when you compare the reality to the news to what he's telling everyone. Okay. That's really interesting. I actually, I haven't heard about um, the president increasing numbers in order to sort of justify the excessive amount of quarantine at the time. Um, sort of moving even more on that. Um, you're saying that you don't really know why the president is doing it. Do you think it could be less so about, you know, like getting people to immigrate to El Salvador, but more so to at least visit El Salvador, sort of like to capture maybe a tourism market that El Salvador wasn't really able to access because of the amount of violence that the rest of the world was getting, you know, like El Salvador for the longest time was known as the more, the murder capital of the world. So, you know, the rest of the world seeing El Salvador in that lens, um, and then the president maybe being able to change that to maybe it being more safe or more secure, there's more of a dream sort of, as you're saying, behind it. Do you think it could be more so just for the tourism money that he might be able to get into the country and less so for immigration or for people to stay? I think this is my my personal opinion. You know, uh, the thing is, I think there are other ways that you can like catch the eye on the people that from the international community communities for tourism purposes like mm -hmm. maybe surf city i don't know if you heard on the news or if it was just here but surf city it was like they construct a highway highway it is the most mm -hmm. okay yes, they construct a highway like where you can access really easily to beaches where when you can surf so yeah. basically that are you can increase the campaign or you can throw again that campaigns like El Salvador is more secure or it, they have less homicides or whatever the news you want to throw again but I think that in some cases they you you have the space to think that they are not just because of tourism is because of he want he wants you to think or to believe on in all those things he's trying to sell you because he wants you to believe in him, to give mm -hmm. you the entire power to make whatever he wants with the country. Because right now in the in the uh, in the political or, or in the separation separation of the of the three, he have he have all the three like organs organs. I don't know. So branches. he has all the three powers, branches. There you go. He has all the three branches of the government. So mm -hmm. he can do whatever he wants, basically. That that's mm -hmm. the thing. So the thing that I think he's trying to get is like just the people, the public, that the people he he's governing, it they believe like blindly in whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. And then He's trying to sell that lie because I think it's a lie. That lie to to the international community, the United States, the people in the United States, the people in whatever we have are a really big amount of people that they are Salvadorian living in there. So I mm -hmm. think it's just he wants to keep uh, the people ignorant, maybe in the sense that they don't know what he's trying to really do. Because I don't believe in the thing that he's trying to do all these things because of tourism. I, mm -hmm. I just don't. What What is the connection between increasing and lowering the numbers of the COVID uh, in quarantine? What mm -hmm. that purpose brings for, for tourism? Nothing. Because mm -hmm. then in that time, it was, it, you cannot enter the country or get out of the country. So it, it doesn't have any sense. It doesn't make his sense. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, like I said, I, I was more focused on the safety and the homicide rate. But going further on that, is there so, still sort of that fear from like the 80s where there was the fascism that was ruling El Salvador? Um, is there still sort of that fear that it might go back to that at some point, that there might be a leader that's going to consolidate the power, like the way you're saying that the president has all three branches of government. He controls basically all three branches of government with his party, that he could then take those three branches, consolidate his power and become like a dictator or an autocrat or whatever you want to call him to further rule the country of El Salvador and just take permanent rule. And well, he, I think that the the thing that he wants is that to to become a a dictator, but that people sees him like a democrat, but he's really mm -hmm. not because democracy is not just elections. Democracy is also the separation of the of the, the branches of the three branches of the of the state, but mm -hmm. he wants all the power and he makes a lot of propaganda. For, for making the people believe that we are in a democracy and that we are living like in a heavenly place that we are really not. And, and he's making all that to obtain power because uh, he's making, in here in, my, in our country, it, it was very easy already for the governments to steal a lot of money from the state. Mm -hmm. But now we had like uh, new laws, like for transparency and things like that, that they were made like a few years ago before he was president. And mm -hmm. now all these institutions, they have been like, they, they he controls one of the, institu the institutions for the, for the uh, public information access. He has mm -hmm. that institution. He also wants the, the, there is another institution that is called uh, like the Corte de Cuentas, which has all the sees all the expenses that the government makes, and 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 he wants to almost that's the only institution that he really doesn't have still, but he has some of the people working there, so he's consolidating power. I think that for the same purpose for like the past presidents. They did it without having the all the branches, and now he wants all the branches. So, so for me, it's like dan more dangerous. And in the past, you could you could speak against the, the government, and nothing was going to happen to you, even though there there was like they were a lot very corrupt. But mm -hmm. now speaking against the government is not it's not safe. And well, my family, I. In Facebook, I publish a lot of things against the government because, as you see, I'm I'm of the opposition. But mm. uh, my family has already told me to stop doing that because the people is looking at that is is feeling the is feeling the fear that the government is is giving the the, the country because if you are against them, uh, many things could happen to you. Nothing has happened like that bad but we already had like two homicides made to two militants of of the FMLN which is the leftist uh, party and he two per, two people that they were supporting this party were killed by by people that worked for the the like uh, in the United States they call them secretary Secretary mm -hmm. of Health here, mm -hmm. they, they were like a private security and, and they killed these two, these two people from, from the left party, which is not a good party, but you see how the opposition ha is being treated by the government. And that fear is getting bigger because now we don't have a Congress, uh, the Congresses of the government works for the government, everything that the government says, the Congress just votes. Mm -hmm. And and we don't have like that separation that we used to have. Like sometimes mm -hmm. some parties have like two two branches, but not every branch. Like uh, during the, the 20 years of, of the right government, 
uh, they had the, the government and they have the judicial branch, but, mm -hmm. but they didn't have the Congress because the Congress was divided into them and the opposition. And then we had like the left and they had the Congress and the government, but they didn't have the judicial branch. It was independent. And now we have like the Congress, the government and the judicial branch, they are all working for, for Bukele. Mm -hmm. and, and well, you see, and the police is being more drastic in their, their ways of, of working. The the army also is working like like uh, it's it's more dangerous now being against the government because in the past it, it wasn't dangerous you could say anything mm -hmm. and that that democracy that we had it wasn't good but mm -hmm. we had a uh, like uh, it was a little bit of democracy but now we are losing that democracy. So I just, I just want to clarify that when you say the government, you're talking about the president, so more so the executive branch is what you mean when you keep saying like the government and then judicial and Congress. Yes, uh, okay. the government, the executive, yes. Okay, I just want, I just want to make sure. Okay, and, and they like, they try to sell you all these, these good things because they want people to believe in them. Because after all, even the, the, the biggest or the most powerful dictator in the world can be overthrown by its people. Uh, and, yeah. and he has that fear that, that people, if they don't believe in him, they can overthrow him, not mattering what he does. And he's selling that he has a, lot, a great investment on propaganda for making people believe that we are in something better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people is believing that. Weighing on what he's, he, Dimas was saying, that he basically, all the campaign he throw when the elections, for the elections, basically, it was like taking off the los mismos de siempre. It was his campaign or his phrases. Or he throw uh, a big amount of, of uh, publicity to just keep that narrative that he was the, the new the new good or or the 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 one that is gonna save us all from the 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 politicians that we have before him. So mm. now, in the sense of that the insecurity when you talk about him, him that that the fear that you have of talking about uh, against him is mm -hmm. in the sense that if the people that are really influential in the country, like politicians that have uh, really a big amount of money of money that this I it's kind of like difficult to explain is simply or quickly because those people I am not saying that they were those politicians I am not saying they were good or they should shouldn't have been judged or 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 go to prison because they they needed to to have a, a judgment day or whatever you want to call it or however you say it but because they they may or they steal money from from the country but mm -hmm. the thing is the the problem is that the 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 reason that they were judged it wasn't because they were stealing it was it was because they were opposition from the the president so here in our country the system is not great it doesn't work quickly. And when you see that those people, they were judged super quickly. The, the process was super quickly. The, the, the spam from they were accu accused, accused the, the moment when they were accused, so they were uh, charged or they were sentenced, it was super quickly. You never see that here, that never. So it's, you, you, you say that it's really dangerous to have an opinion against the president because he can do whatever he wants because he has all the power. Basically, it is just that if you if you talk, if you speak, if you're someone that people are listening to, he can do whatever he wants with you. He mm -hmm. he can like imagine some uh, oh he he killed someone and we're now gonna fabricate whatever. 
I don't know if he can do that or, or maybe no. If he will will do that, but he can actually. <laughs> so that is the, the thing that is really complicated because he's trying to sell you not just with propaganda, it's trying to sell you with actions that appear like positive, like judging the all, all those corrupt corrupt politicians that mm-hmm. know for these the better reason or, or the reason they should be judged. They were judged just because they were opposition and they were endangering the the stability of the idea that he was he is trying to sell you. Okay. And sort of going off of that um, like I was saying, there's been like a drastic change in, in your country as far as democracy goes um, between the civil war that you guys had in the 80s until now. And you both sort of stated that um, even in that time, you could still have like an opinion contrary to the party that was in power. Um, in that time frame, there's been a lot of sort of political change, obviously. Um but how has that affected sort of like you guys and like your friends and like sort of family your age as far as education goes? Because like like you said, um, Dimas is um, finished high school and you're going um, to become a lawyer, you know, fingers crossed. And those are very, those are obviously two different things, but, you know, just... I would say that, you know, at some point, you know, not too long ago, like maybe even just 10 years ago, um, just graduating high school was probably like a really big thing in El Salvador, you know? So how has that sort of also shaped your opinion? Is is the fact that you've been able to stay in school long enough to really like educate yourself and just fully focus on what has happened within your country to sort of analyze and see and sort of form an opinion of what you think the government should be and what they should do and sort of how they should act is sort of been a benefit to you guys? Or do you think that the government had nothing to do with that and sort of at some point you guys would have always just had this opinion? Uh, you want to talk or? Oh, yes. Well, uh... In our case, the government has nothing to do with our education because, well, we always studied in private schools because studying in the public schools here is not like in the United States. Like you have great school, great public schools. Studying here in a public school is like limiting, limiting your your knowledge because. And, and the problem is also that in the schools, in the public schools, you live violence. You, you see young, uh, young gangsters and, and, and there's a lot of violence. And for people like us, like we are, we are like the middle class, uh, it's more dangerous going to public, to public schools. And like private schools here are, are very accessible so, and the government has nothing to do with our education. Uh, maybe just like the laws, because the, the school has to respect the laws of, of education and, and things like that, but nothing from there. And, and my sister the same, because uh, she has studied in a private school and then in a private uh, college. So, university. Univer- okay, university. So, <laughs> and, and, and well, the government is is bad. The the education, the public education, is bad. The the few people like they are successful starting in the public sector is because they are brilliant people, not because the government has helped them. And, and that's that's it. Like that's the public sector. I, I think okay. it, it related to the part that the political opinion that we have. I think it's. Maybe if we have study in a public school, being always middle class, I think that we probably will have the same political opinion because then you have to take in account that we are a, a generation that it's really access, as accessible to the internet, to really a big amount of information. So then I, I have classmates that they are not in the middle class, they are 
I don't know how to say it or if it sounds bad, but they are poor uh, and they you think that they don't have the same resources as me or the possibilities as me, that, which is true, but they have a political opinions similar as me. So I think it's, you, you see the, the two differences that people just have an opinion because they are, they, they have it literally in their hands that you search or you read or you do whatever you want on the internet and you see different opinions like from from the side of the of the president uh, opposite and then you see history you have all the information that you can have in the internet so i think the political opinion is maybe will be the same will be the same. I don't know if it's that's correct, but if we have study in in a public public school, because I have seen it, people studying in public school have similar opinions as me. Not maybe not the same because we are not the same people, but they have the same ideas or they see the same mistakes that we see. So then again on the quality maybe of the education, the public education, I think it's something that it's really sad to see because it's not just this this specific govern government or or this specific president or whatever you want to say it's have it have it has been for a really long time the quality of the education here it, it's not good it's just simply that you have you the 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 country it's giving you free free education just to say that we have free education. It's not just they are ensuring that the people are learning or the quality that they are, the the, the teachers or even the teachers. I, I mean, you see all the people that are teaching in public school, they don't wanna do that. They, they are just going there because they need the money. So it's really sad because you then don't have people or, you don't have kids that they have they as aspire something more mm -hmm. or something greater for their lives i made my social social service and uh, public school and people the 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 rule for the people there it was that i am not going to study further and maybe not because they don't have the the economical resources to pay uh, a university because here you have a national university way when where you pay nothing, literally nothing. So you can access to to professional education. So the people just the kids they don't teach the, the teachers they don't teach the kids to maybe that that you can aspire more than you already have because they are poor people maybe and they they don't teach you that if you maybe study a study in the university or aspire to be a professional you can maybe have a bigger salary salary than the standard one or that what your parents have they don't teach you anything about that and i think that's a problem because the maybe the system is is broken and i think in in a lot of places there is the system is broken but here specifically they want the people ignorant and making the the education quality bad keeps all that thing that the people they don't know what they what they are living in you see all, all in all the the social media the people writing comments they that they really don't understand what it takes or or what it involves all the, the situation that we are living they just throw comments because they it's what they hear but they don't actually know they don't actually know why you have a uh, tree branches or why why the tree branches need to be separated from one another and that's that are things that I receive it in school. I receive it in high, maybe uh, I was like in seventh grade when they teach like why the, the separation of the power is, is necessary. And I think in public, public school, they don't teach you anything about that. They just go and they just go to, to listen the necessary, the bare minimum. And that bare minimum is from a really bad quality. So, I think that 
maybe the the education needs to improve for people or for for we as a country uh, get can improve because when you have more educate, educated uh, people or population you you can do a lot of a lot of more things that you have a lot of people thinking to improve the country or to improve his per they personal they, their personal uh, econ economy so i think that we just need to improve overall and it's not just for as much as i despise the, the president it's not his fault is he could and he he's he even said that he was he want to improve the the education but now you you see that he increments the the the, the budget. budget and he he increased the budget on on publicity and he lowers the the one from edu for education and then not exactly or or did he lower the education one Dimas? And, uh, no he lowered the uh, the natural resources okay but he didn't he didn't lower the education one exactly but he increased the one for publicity so what that what does that help the 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 population to be more educated or to be a more active community nothing you you just have you you just receive more publicity in his favor so i i think it's it's then again, it's, it's a really, you, you see a really different reality from what he's trying to sell you. Why mm -hmm. just, just don't increase the, the education one? You need the people to be educated. You need it because then you can have a better country. That, that's just facts. The president has recently said that he's going to try and introduce Bitcoin as an actual currency within the country, which is really big because it would be the first um, actual country to recognize Bitcoin as a currency, which is big for the obviously cryptocurrency and also big for El Salvador. And as Dimas was saying earlier, because all three branches of the government are controlled by the same party and all of them sort of answer to the president, that any law that he kind of wants to put up is just it's going to get passed there's no um opposition to it no one's going to oppose it no one's going to say that this is a bad idea and in an article that i was reading earlier today he um was quoted saying that if just one percent of bitcoin sort of traffic would go through or to el salvador then it would increase the gdp of el salvador by 25 percent um and as obviously we have clarified, at least for me, because I, I didn't know a lot of what you guys were talking about, about the um, propaganda that the president displays within the country, about the way that he's um, changing his budgets around in order to sort of ensure his, his popularity within the people. Um, do you think that this would be something that could actually benefit the country or just benefit him? Uh well, the, what I think that the reason why Bitcoin is getting introduced in El Salvador is because Bitcoin is a, is a, is a, is, is money that you can easily make money laundering. You can make like bad things with that because there is no government regulating that. There is nothing that, that sees how, how is getting that money there. So mm -hmm. and they want that because the the country the the state is disappear many money from uh, a lot of money from the state is disappearing and mm -hmm. and it's easier for them to disappear that money with bitcoin than that with the, with the dollar mm -hmm. and and the problem is that he says that that the GDP could increase in twenty five percent, but but the, the thing is that Bitcoin is some is a is a currency that that goes up and down in in its price. And mm -hmm. just Elon Musk tweets something, and mm -hmm. the Bitcoin goes down or goes up. China makes a regulation and the price goes up. 
or or goes down. So mm-hmm. we don't have like that stability that we have with the dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he says that because he wants that Bitcoin to be used in not very positive ways for our country. So I think like and looking at the the recent like. Uh, the advancement of the of the price of the bitcoin that that, that is getting getting lower and lower mm-hmm. it's like it, it's very dangerous for our, for our country and and the law has been already approved so mm-hmm. in 3 months the bitcoin will be like legal in el salvador mm-hmm. and the problem is that that you as a person will pay taxes in in dollars, in the quantity of dollars, not mattering the price of the Bitcoin. But mm-hmm. if someone wants to pay you in Bitcoin, you have to accept it. Uh, and you're obliged to do that. So mm-hmm. you can't, you accept that, but the Bitcoin is a, is a currency that that you, today it costs something and tomorrow is, is something lower, the price. So mm-hmm. that's very dangerous. It's something that it's not safe that we're going to grow our GDP, and many people, many economists, economists from here are telling that that's a very dangerous move, a very mm-hmm. negative uh, move in the law. Mm-hmm. But we are with that already. So I mean, like like we were saying in the history of um, of El Salvador and its, you know in its civil war and post-civil war where El Salvador was kind of at the epicenter of um, gangs like MS-13. And obviously those had a lot to do with um, drugs and money laundering. And at the beginning of Bitcoin, it's big sort of attraction was, was that, was that you could go into the dark web, purchase, you know, drugs, um, hitmen, you know, etc with Bitcoin without being tracked and everything. Um, what you're saying is that you believe that the intentions of the president would be somewhat in the same scale, that it's sort of the maybe the drug money from the gangs or other things that like he might have on the side in order to enrich himself. Uh, yes, because he has recently, uh, well, the United States has recently discovered uh, two to, I don't know how to say like two webs of money laundry mm-hmm. here in El Salvador and one is related with Venezuela and the other one is related with a, with a casino in Spain where they take money from here to to these countries to well to make it like legal mm-hmm. and they did that with the dollar imagine that with the with the bitcoin that will be like easier for them to do it and no one will mm-hmm. know how no one will know there is no no track no record for for that money so mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the reason why bitcoin is getting introduced and and in he kills like and he, he in spanish there's a say like Matar dos pájaros de un solo tiro, like yeah, killing, killing two birds, killing birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, and and he's making that. He looks like cool, modern. He looks new, uh, with the Bitcoin, and but he can also make very bad things. And knowing like the record that he has in, and when we had when he was mayor in in Nuevo Cuscatlán and then in San Salvador, well, mm-hmm. he wasn't very honest. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could do it again in a in a greater greater scale in the presidency. Okay, um, I mean, one of the justifications he sort of gave was that a lot of El Salvadorians, especially in rural areas, for the most part, just don't have um, bank accounts. And sort of his reasoning was that by giving them access to Bitcoin, it'd be easier and better for them to have sort of access to a modern day economy. Um, you don't see that as being maybe a benefit to the rural community or like the poor communities within El Salvador. I I really don't think so because uh, there is, first of all, 
there is a lot of communities here in El Salvador that they don't have access to technology. They don't have internet. They don't have like, they don't even have good streets in, in where they live. So mm -hmm. imagine with the technology is even worse. So yeah. these people, he says that he's going to help them to give them access, but, mm -hmm. but there is a lot. We are in a great problem in a economic, economical problem. We are in a crisis really. And, and he is not even making like big, uh, like big investments on, on technology or or anything like that. And mm -hmm. he's going and he's telling that he wants to help these people, but knowing how how he has helped is very like. It gives you a lot of doubts. It gives you a lot to think, and I, I think that these people is not gay is not. They don't. They don't understand how Bitcoin works. Maybe mm -hmm. he can get them to access to the Bitcoin, but the problem mm -hmm. is that we don't have the education uh, to know how these uh, cryptocurrencies work. Mm -hmm. So that's a great problem because it's not something like it's not not something easy to know how how to administrate this money. So, and and these people, their way of living is not like uh, something easy like an office work they they work in the land they in agricultural works mm -hmm. and things like that and the people that they have that they have like a economical relationship with like they buy and sell things is other mm -hmm. people that they are in the same in the same area of work so it's very difficult for them to to be an improvement with this. Okay. Do you have anything to add for? I think with the Bitcoin, it's kind of like difficult because I think there is a reason because no other country is trying to do what he's doing or what mm -hmm. he has already done. It's because it's really, it's first of all, it's, it's not traceable. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants without a trace so it's that is that alone is really dangerous for for the security of where the money is going or what he's doing with the money and we already have seen that he he has trouble saying where the money that he has take has gone so mm -hmm. then you have the bitcoin that he has an excuse uh, like a real excuse saying that I cannot prove where the money has gone because I cannot mm. trace it. So yeah. you just have to trust with, with what I am presenting you. Then you have all the other facts that the people here in our country, we were talking about education. People can barely use their phones like properly or can use it that like on the bare minimum. minimum. Mm. Then you introduce uh, a bitcoin a cryptocurrency that people really don't understand first of all how it works and then how you're going to manage it because they maybe they don't have the capacity to really understand we have people like old people that they use the 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 word colon because that was our our our, our how do you say that or that was our currency uh, before the dollar so you have people still trying to adapt to the, the idea that we we have dollars then you're gonna try you you are trying to introduce people to cryptocurrency that think that a thing that i can barely understand or, or well i do not fully understand what it's what it is or how you can manage it or or whatever you you need to do it uh, people barely understand banking people most of the people now have have banks account because now it's really necessary to have a credit card or the people uh, in some um companies or some businesses they only pay the salary uh, to a deposit to your account so people mm. have have now bank bank accounts because it's more a necessity that rather than they want to have it 
people don't mm -hmm. trust the banks and now you're going to try to introduce something like really that no one can assure you that your money is secure because how yeah. I I can I kind of uh, listen what Dima said uh, about the tweet of Elon and mm -hmm. something so volatile so uh, so volatile that it just one tweet can really affect your money it's going to change uh, so much people are gonna lose more than they were they what they're gonna get and mm -hmm. I, I just think that the president is it, it took this idea like really in a rush and make it whatever just to to keep saying that he's cool or that he's trying to do something that no one has ever done mm -hmm. no other no other country has done it and mm -hmm. it's not just because it's it's a really cool idea or it's a really great idea it's mm -hmm. because it's it's something that it's not really established or it's something that it's it's volatile how you said mm -hmm. how you said it it's really volatile the the, the, the cryptocurrency is not that you have a certain amount of money and you know that you have that. It's, it's mm -hmm. that one day you can have whatever amount of Bitcoin uh, equals to whatever amount of dollars and, mm -hmm. uh, and the next day you can have nothing. And people that live for of $300 per month now they are gonna be paying receiving the payment and bitcoin and when you where you can get that money tangible or or in your hands where you can get it it's not like you can go to a bank take your money out and and that's it with bitcoin mm -hmm. it's really hard in and more in our, in our country i don't know where you can get out your your money because it's 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 super i, I think it's it's then again, I say it's, it, it was a decision taken a rush and he didn't think that much through or mm -hmm. I think it's just making, he's taking that decision just to to protect uh, his his financial financial records or to be, to, all, to make all his, whatever transactions he want to make, but no one can say anything because they don't know what he's doing because he, he cannot show you what he's doing because mm -hmm. with cryptocurrency you can't so i think it's just merely for that reason not because you he wants to improve the country in a, in a way it's just he wants to improve himself and the people that is working with him it's just i think it's just that okay. Um, well, that's really interesting. Um, I, I definitely learned a lot from both of you. So thank you so much for obviously taking the time. I think that we went a little bit more than um, I sort of would have thought that this would have gone, to be honest. But I appreciate learning a lot from from both of you. So I want to I wanna thank you um, for taking the time to do this like little interview with me. Um, do you guys have any sort of like last thoughts or comments on like what you think people in you know mainly America, but you know like I like I mentioned like people from other countries do listen to this podcast. Um, what they should know about El Salvador, what you think is something important that they should know that we haven't already discussed about El Salvador? Yeah, well, I would for the people that that hears it from the United States that the, our only hope. For, for El Salvador for return to democracy to uh, and to improve our uh, our way of being governed uh, the only hope we have left now it's the international community because inside our country inside our borders we don't really have a, a hope because the majority of the people is 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 blind is they, they believe that the government is doing the, the good things. And it's not like we are experts in politics or in economics, but if you know just a little bit of history, you know that he's doing the exact same thing that the past presidents did, but like in a worse way. In a, mm -hmm. uh, because with this, with the Bitcoin, he did the mm -hmm. exact, exact same thing like when we got the dollar legal. 
Mm-hmm. And when we changed from the cologne to the dollar, it was mm-hmm. the exact same thing that they did last night. And in the famous here, we call it the madrugón, which is like uh, the the Congress makes the the the, the meeting, the reunion uh, at at night, at midnight. So mm-hmm. for people not be like they do not no one see what they're doing. So. Mm-hmm. They did the exact same thing, and with with a lot of similar reasons when we got the cologne to the dollar. So mm-hmm. the international community, the people outside El Salvador, uh, they are like our only hope for improving our, our government. Okay. I just want to say that maybe for the people that listen to this, it's just that to get an opinion like more critical and just not get uh, just not uh, have an opinion just from what you hear it's just from try to search or or try to make sense of what you're listening or what you're watching or what is presented to you because i think it's it's just not some some news they don't make sense and people from mm. the outside they see those news like oh it's true or it, it must be great down in salvador when it's not and i think it's just like it's more important to, to people that to know and i wish that more people talk about this that what we are living or what we're actually going through mm. from the inside because if if no one talks about it no one from the outside will know it's not that we are living like super private uh, private super private life uh, from El Salvador like we are not like really isolated maybe because you hear a lot about thing a lot of things about El Salvador you can mm-hmm. search about El Salvador and then you but the thing is that you get information from from the people that is trying to sell you the same narrative and so it's important to people to listen to these things and realize that maybe it's not so great what you what you hear or maybe it's great what you hear but it's not so great the reality so it's just that to people be critical about what they say or what they think because the opinion of the outside matters because when you see a post from Nayib Uh, on Facebook, people mm-hmm. from outside, they are commenting, oh, I want a president like him, or I want to be my, my country to be like El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And that gives fuel to the people uh, here inside to, to say, oh, look, everyone wants to have El Salvador, uh, like something uh, like El Salvador in their country, when it's mm-hmm. just keeping like, or or helping the ignorance or helping the the bad decisions that the government takes because he takes pride. He's a really narcissistic, narcissist man because he mm-hmm. takes pride in whatever he does and he really cares about what people say. And I think, it, and, I ha- and I have hope in the international community and I have, I have hope that if people turn, if people change the opinion that they have about him, he maybe can say that, hey, maybe I'm not doing so great or or I'm not taking the best decision and maybe I should change some things. But I think that's kind of like more a really unrealistic dream, but hey, you can dream, I think. <laughs> I, I hope that yeah. maybe it helps that the people have bad opinion about him or maybe are more critical critical about what he's doing because maybe he changed in some sense or he takes le- he take less rush decisions or less decisions that really affected people the country because we are mm-hmm. not a first world we are we are a country that barely can sustain what the reality that we had in the past and now mm-hmm. with him he's trying to to do many things that we cannot handle like he's taking a lot of loans from 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 everyone and we mm-hmm. cannot pay them we, we really can't and he's taking like almost daily a lot of loans that million dollars loans that we cannot 
sustain and it's unrealistic. And I think that if people from the outside are saying, oh, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's going to listen to that and say, oh, I really care about what people say or think about me. So I'm going to change these things and I'm going to try to be to make good. I don't know. I hope. But I just think it's, it's, it's best if people are given an opinion that is more critical or more more educated and not just like what you hear. Like what El Salvador is great and hey, that is that is it. El Salvador is great. No, it's not mm -hmm. great. And you need to to see it and to say it maybe because from people like you that are from the outside, you can express it more or you can express it, but people like us living in here is dangerous like we talked at the beginning so mm. i think it's, it's more important that people like from the outside knows that because we cannot talk or we are limited to talk for our security for mm -hmm. our integrity so maybe that i just hope people notice or listen to this and realize that not everything is true okay well thank you again to both of you um and you know i hope you guys stay safe and i just appreciate both of you for coming on and thank you for the opportunity because we have never done anything like this and i think it's kind of like well that's it for this week guys i really do hope that you guys learned a lot and i do hope to make more of these sort of interview podcasts where i talk to people within the countries and maybe even eventually you know more well-known people within the country that are more experienced and have been in that field eventually um but for next week we'll go back to sort of the regular way that i've been doing the podcast and don't forget to like and subscribe on apple or spotify or whatever platform you guys are listening to this on and i'll see you guys next week